Let's begin now. Friday night after hours here on 610 Sports Radio. That's right. Back to back nights with your boy. You thought last night might have been a little risque, a little, a little tough at certain points. Well, it's Friday night in Kansas City. It gets a little bit more dangerous on a nighttime tonight. So just buckle up and bear with us here. Dusty Likers with you, Isaac with you here as well. Um Fun show. We'll have Jay Binkley. If you remember, I think we can finally say, at least from my perspective, that we're entering the football season, right? I know that there is, I know that there is a lot of preseason hogwash that people don't really get really interested in, but I'll say this week two preseason is about as gnarly as it gets, but where I'm starting the show off tonight is where I'm going to start the show every single time that this young man does something. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep left center. Back goes Bellinger on the track in front of the Ivy. And that ball's going to be out of here. That's going to be bouncing back onto the field off that overhang. But Bobby Witt Jr. has hit a two-run homer here at Wrigley Field. It is a home run. Every single time Bobby Witt Jr. does something which seems like every single game, it will lead after hours with it. There has not been anybody up on this fan base more than myself, and I will die on that hill without it. You can call yourself Cody Tapp and say you were here since he got drafted. That's fine. I was here before that. I was here Gatorade Player of the Year. Before that, hoping, praying, Irish crossing, that the Royals would get a guy like Bobby Witt Jr. that they would actually get. Bobby Witt Jr. I was here being the nerd watching his bat speed before he even stepped into the league. And now here we are. And I know there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people last year. Man, I don't know. I maybe been one of them. In fact, I know I was one of them that kind of told people, hey, I might have jumped the gun a little bit. I might have said things a little prematurely. But here's the deal. Bobby Witt Jr. is that guy. Bobby Wood Jr. is a superstar. Bobby Wood Jr. is leading my show every time Bobby Wood Jr. does something like that. The Royals win the game today because of a two-run shot by none other than Bobby Wood Jr. Here's the deal. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to finish this season top five in AL MVP candidates. He will. In fact, he'll probably finish third. If you listen to Vern's postgame show today, like I did, driving into this wonderful establishment at Odyssey, you would have heard that Bobby Wood Jr. is now tied for sixth for the most hits in baseball. I'm going to say that a little bit slower for those of you that are driving home on this beautiful Friday evening ready to crack open a cold one and grill something out for you and your honey. Bobby Wood Jr. is tied for sixth in the entire league in baseball with hits with Shohei Otani. Bobby Wood Jr. is six home runs away from becoming a 30-30 player 
for your Kansas City Royals. In fact, he would be the first 30-30 player since Mike Trout did it in 2012, 11 years ago. Bobby Wood Jr. is a superstar. And if I'm John Sherman, and I'm J.J. Piccolo, and I'm anybody of importance, hell, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, who is a minority owner of this team, the minute this season is over, I am opening the door to Bobby Wood Jr. and his agent, and we are laying out the blueprint. Not of the new stadium. I don't want to piss you off. But the blueprint that says, I think we can build a core around you. There are enough pieces that we are seeing. What would you like? We want you to have your cake and eat it too. Bobby Witt Jr. is an absolute destruction device. He is without a doubt the hottest player in baseball currently. Now, the AL MVP is over, and I'm not out here saying that we need to vote Bobby Wood Jr. the MVP of baseball, which he's not. The overall MVP is Shohei Otani. The National League MVP is Ronald Acuna. And the AL MVP is, of course, Shohei Otani. But when you look at the names of hits, leaders in the world of baseball, Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette, Shohei Otani, Bobby Wood Jr. The man is absolutely nuts. And he's going to be a 30-30 guy. He needs six home runs, 38 games. And in fact, Bobby Wood Jr. is starting to put up those kind of numbers that when you hear them out loud, you think to yourself, my God, this guy is actually something different. Bobby Wood Jr. has done all of this In the year of 2023, in fact, he's done it all in three months. He's let off a game with a home run. He's hit a two-run home run. Or he's had a two-home run game. He's hit a walk-off homer. He's also hit a grand slam homer. Those were both recorded at the same time. And he's got an inside-the-park home run. It's cool to say those numbers out loud and think to yourself, What does that mean? It means he's the fifth player since 1945 to do it all in one season. Fifth player since 1945. We're talking like World War II days. Bobby Wood Jr. doing stupid numbers like that. Not only that, but Bobby Wood Jr., again, could be the first 30-30 guy since Mike Trout did it in 2012. And the only other names that have done it, Bobby Bonds, Eric Davis, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, Mike Trout. Now, I know some of those names have been tainted to steroids, and some of those names are probably eye-rolling names to you because you're like, yeah, well, Bonds did it in 1990. I don't know if he was juicing them with the Pirates. That's when he was kind of still a small guy. A-Rod, 98, who knows with A-Rod? He might have been doing roids since he was 17. But we know Mike Trout's always been clean, and Mike Trout was the best baseball player we'd all seen since maybe Ted Williams. And now you're about to put the guy in your city into that category. Here's where the main question comes. I asked it last night, and now it's a must. Bobby Wood Jr. is a guy that you have to go see this year. Because I can't promise you how long Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be on this franchise. I don't know if they do the five-year deal in the offseason with a third-year player out, try to make something out of nothing that was from this year, and then hopefully, 
Hopefully it works out and he stays around long-term. You go get a Blake Snell in the offseason. You go spend in the offseason for a pitcher. Like Vern said, idealistically, you have Brady Singer as your third starter. Wouldn't that be a hose of an arm as a third starter? Especially what we've seen in the second half of the season. It is no surprise to me that this team is playing better because of the effectiveness that is Bobby Wood Jr. in the entire second half of this season. I truly do think that he will finish in the top five in the MVP race in the AL, and he, hell, he might finish third. There might be a pitcher they throw in there ahead of him like a Garrett Cole, but Bobby Wood Jr., what he's doing is absolutely astonishing. In fact, not only is he doing it in the batter's box, but the glove. You remember the one that last year, but he was like, well, he needs to clean that glove up. Most offensive runs saved since the All-Star break. Bobby Wood Jr., sixth. That's second best on the list. Max Muncy, Freddie Fermin, also Freddie Fermin, a guy that we know, is on there. The best AL batting average leaders since July 27th. You want to know who's at the top? Your Royals. They're hitting an astonishing 303 since July 27th. Astros 272, Mariners 270. Bobby Wood Jr. carrying the load and letting it become infectious throughout the entire locker room. You cannot deny it. Jake Eisenberg, you know that guy that calls the Royals games? Good dude, fan of the show. Bobby Witt Jr.'s heater, still very much on, he says. He now has eight home runs and 27 RBIs in his last 19 games. Today's game, two for three, a home run, two runs, two RBIs, also marks his 10th multi-hit game in that span. There is no doubt in my mind there is not a hotter player in baseball for the last 35 days than Bobby Witt Jr. He plays in your city. You want to go see a game, cheap tickets, bad record, put it aside. It gives me a lot of those Zach Grinky vibes with the Cy Young year. They may not have won, but you were going to go watch somebody who was very good at their craft and could make others look goofy doing it. That's why you went and saw Zach Grinky. This is a guy that's going to win a Cy Young. I'm going to get me a little slice of this pie. Bobby Witt Jr., the way he's playing, the heater that he's on, and the way that he's moving, you need to go watch that. And the only proof I can give you is I went and watched the game where he hit the walk-off Grand Slam. I had a video of it. And my dad, who is in his 60s, looked like a 14-year-old kid who just watched his first home run in a baseball game. It's insane, man. I get it. The Royals aren't good. But Bobby Witt Jr. is in a different stratosphere of talent, of good, of superstar. Sit back, enjoy it, and watch it. When we come back on the other side... There was a lawyer that spoke today, and it reminded me of a movie in the 90s that involved Joe Pesci. No, it wasn't Vinny. It was the other guy. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Sports Radio. Dusty Like is with you, Isaac with you as well, all the way until 9 o'clock, so stay tuned in. We'll have Richard of the Week here at about 6.45. It's a weird one. But hey, man, when you're a Richard of the Week, it is what it is. Sorry. I don't do this to people. People do this to themselves. Speaking of Richards, he's not one, but Jay Binkley. Uh, it is Friday. It is basically football season. I guess what? This is like the second 
So this is, did the Chiefs play on Saturday last time? Yeah, they played Saturday at noon. So this is like the second Red Friday. Um, so it's football season, right? We're we're playing competitive football games. Chiefs Cardinals tomorrow at 7 p.m. We'll dive into that a little bit, uh, sarcastically, loosely. Not a whole lot to get into with that because again, it is the second preseason game of the season. But in all fairness, it's kind of the one that matters the most, right? You've had a game, you've seen a little glimpse of whatever you saw, and then they'll move into it a little bit more. Again, Andy Reid says they'll play, the starters will play the first half. We know that's a lie. I'm here to protect you from that lie. It'll be about a, about a quarter, right? You might, see, uh, you might see some defensive guys play in the, in the first half, but you're, you're going to see like Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys. They might play like a quarter. And we'll get into that. We'll talk to Jay Binkley about that. But uh, you heard a little bit on the drive, Carrington and Rob, two good friends of mine. I just don't know uh, with this story if we've seen the climax yet. And there's been a lot of climaxes in this story that is Xavier Barbasar or whatever, Barbasar, whatever his name, Chiefsaholic. Like you thought robbing banks was at the top, allegedly. You thought that cutting your, uh, cutting your, uh, stay-at-home bracelet, house arrest thing, was top. No, no. You thought finally getting caught using a mask, allegedly. Betting, winning, betting and robbing money, allegedly, was top. And then this happened today. This is not Chiefsaholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe, that when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom. Okay, one more time. This is not Chiefsaholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe, that when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom. This is now another rung on the ladder that is Chiefsaholic. Like, I didn't think that this story would continue to grow. I didn't think that this thing would, you know, move much forward. But now we're starting to get dates. We're starting to get lawyers to talk. That guy, um, well... I don't know if that guy should have probably had that sort of thing. I don't know if he should have really led with that when it came to uh, really what he was trying to describe. His, I mean, trying to give, like, football analogies while your guy's getting ready to do some hard time. Not his last drive. He believes that when the final whistle blows and the facts are known. And again, Xavier Barbadar, sounds like a Pokemon, uh, has entered a not guilty plea to his 19-count indictment. 19! It's in like five or six. This is 19. It's like a Chiefs Joe Montana jersey. Trial date set for January 8th. Pre-trial motion deadline is set for October 6th, 2024. And all I could think about, because I heard Carrington play, and I watched it earlier on social media, all I could think about, and maybe none of you are in the same boat, and maybe law and stuff isn't something to laugh about when it's something this egregious. By God, it is. And all I could think about when I heard Chief Saholic's lawyer talk was that jungle law guy and this guy. Well, now, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the of 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 the jury, um, on 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 January fourth of this year, my client did indeed visit the Sackersons. Um, 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 convenience store, but, but, he didn't, um, kill anyone. He, he, uh, um, uh, <sighs> we, we intend to prove that they, Prosecution's case is circumstantial, and 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 oh, <laughs> uh, coincidental. Thank you. That's it. Everything we talked about. Well, I get a little nervous. A little nervous. I'm getting better. That audio courtesy of my cousin Vinny. That's the first thing that popped into my head when you heard what his lawyer had to say with this isn't his final whistle, the final drive. Now, man, this dude's this dude's he's cooked. And it's fine. It's fine if this is who your guy is. But you gotta think to yourself, if you're Xavier Bow. And you hear this. This is not Chief Saholic's last drive. And he is. believes, and we believe, I don't think he that does. when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chief's kingdom. I have three big burning questions. What in the community thinks that he's not guilty who are his fans and when is he ever linked to chief's kingdom anymore now before all this came out right like we have been watching these super fans fall left and right right we all remember the x factor it's like every time something happens and you think this is like the apex of the situation like a dude got knocked out in front of a seven-year-old and nobody helped him up you're like, okay, it can't get worse than that. No, 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 no. He comes walking out of the hospital in his scrubs, limping, putting it on video, thinking, feel bad for me. Then this happens. Old boy allegedly robbing banks, allegedly placing that money on bets that he allegedly won and kept going and kept going and fled, cut bracelets off. And then you have your, you know, your lawyer come out and give football in your windows in a serious matter. There will be a documentary on this. That man will have that video on it. And I cannot be the only one that when you hear that man talking, say final whistle, final drive, fans, kingdom, support system, that you think of the guy from my cousin Vinny. He just didn't have a stutter. On the other side, Jay Binkley, we'll get his thoughts on this. We'll get his thoughts on preseason game number one. He is probably watching football, drinking beer, but it's Binkley on Fridays as we do this on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I mean, that's a hell of an introduction for Mr. Pink. I guess you would say that he's got a lot of Stone Cold vibes. Beer drinking, MFing. I don't know if he hates his boss. Probably not. And by the way, I apologize. The Chiefs played Sunday at noon. Sean Barber been a been on my back about being factually correct. So barbershop, there's your there's your little shout, Daddy. As the Chiefs played Sunday, they'll play tomorrow at 7 p.m. Bickley, how you doing this evening? What's going on, Dustman? What is going on? Been searching uh, baseball reference feverishly um, at dinner to try to figure out this uh, 30-30 club for the Royals. And I didn't think there was many, Dustman. There's been some 20-30s. Beltron a couple times. Beltron went like three times. Amos Otis once, Whitmer felt almost, mm-hmm. but no thirty third for thir- no thirty thirty since Beltron I guess played in two different cities. But one year with the Royals he was twenty nine thirty five. I ain't still 30-30, contend though. he makes. I still contend he makes thirty thirty in that, that two thousand four year. Yeah, I mean he just if you remember that year he went to Houston and then the home runs really started tallying up. But he was already at fifteen in sixty nine games. Yeah, but he I mean, wasn't, he, was, he wasn't at thirty. He went at 30. He was 15, 14, but just what the year before he hit 29. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know, man, but it's, you know, it's easier to hit home runs there. Good. The thing is, because I remember looking it up when uh, Whit Merrifield was going to be 30 or a 2030. And I was mm. like, ask Royals PR, like, who all went 2030? And they said Amos Otis did it once, which he did. Mm. And Beltron did it like three times. And, and that's it. I mean, that's, that's the list. Yeah, he's, <laughs> so Bobby's in rare air. Yeah, he's starting to get to those numbers where you need like biofreeze for your neck because you look at the stat line really fast. Like, wait, that says what? Like Vernon was saying today, we were, we were both listening as he's now tied for sixth and most hits in the league, like MLB mm-hmm. and Binkley. I, 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 I truly do believe this. I think he's going to finish top five in AL MVP votes. Good man. He could. It depends on how many people are going to, you know, hold the record against the Royals, which you can't do because no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dusty. I mean, we need to start realizing how we evaluate professional players because who are the two biggest stars right now on the planet still playing? It yeah. would be Otani in baseball, right? Yeah. And it would be Messi in soccer. Sure. Do you realize you will see none of those players in the postseason? Neither one of them will be in the postseason um, playing well, Miami soccer. Might, Miami might get there. Maybe, but they're way down there. Aren't they like last place or real close they, to it? I think they were. I don't think they've played like really any. I don't think he's played any league games yet since he's okay. been uh, since he's been there. They've been playing in this like weird tournament. They have the yeah. the final the the final of this tournament, the the champion game, yeah. championship games tomorrow at five. But here's the thing, though, it's, it's going to be close. I mean, there could be a reason you don't see Messi or Otani in the playoffs, and that's a shame because right. then it's like, how do we evaluate players? Do we, we hold it against Trout because he hadn't won a playoff game, or you know, do you, do you hold it against Bobby because the Royals aren't a good baseball team? I say no. Uh, baseball is, yeah, listen, it's a team game, it's a team sport, but it's full of individual accolades and individual stats, and he deserves to be there, man. I mean, he's quietly putting together a year. Who wouldn't want that guy on your team? that uh, can do all those different things because the stolen base is obviously coming back more prevalent in baseball. It's easier to steal now that it has been, but 
we might see more 30 for 30 guys, but we may not. Who knows what's going what's to happen. But what what do you say? Mike Trout's the last one in 2012? 2012 so. before him was A-Rod, 98 before him was Barry Bonds in 1990. Yeah, that's that's rare air, man. That's, that's a special athlete, you know, him being on – Team USA, Mark DeRosa talking about his speed, always mm-hmm. talking up Bobby and what a great player. He's just a good dude, good teammate, wills his team to go. I mean, if you want to start a professional baseball team, that's the guy you want. Right. The other thing that I mentioned is you remember very well uh, the Zach Greinke Cy Young year when people would yep. be like, oh, he's pitching at the K. I'm going to make sure I get a ticket and go see it. Yep. I know Bobby plays almost every damn game, so you have many options, but there's 38 games left in the season. I don't know how many of those are at the K. This has got to be something where, you know, no Royals ever done 30 for 30. And I assume attendance will probably get a little bit higher when he's around sure. 27, 28 home runs. So people can say they were there, but you've got to admit being like, he's somebody now playing at a level that he's at that on a Tuesday night, man, or like a Wednesday night, you got nothing to do. You're like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go watch this kid play baseball. Maybe you should do it. I mean, that's the thing. And I remember that year, the Grinky one oh, to say yeah. young, because well, here's the deal. The, the NHL comes here and does exhibitions, mm-hmm. and they had sold out like the year before. And then when Grinky was pitching, they didn't sell out. There was like only like ten or 11,000 fans at that game. But I remember talking to people at that game, and I said, you know, here's the deal. Grinky's pitching, you know, against the Red Sox or somebody, you know, maybe get the Cy Young. And so they split attendance between the, those two games in Kansas City. But Bobby Witt is a reason, as we've talked about, Dust, he's the reason to go out uh, to the K. You know, I was talking to Vern uh, about it not too long ago, and he, he was talking about the pregame. I said, MLB, they like to, and Manford came to Kansas City and likes to brag about the Major League attendance and the different things that they're doing, which I will give Major League Baseball credit. They're on the right path. A um, little late, a uh, little reactionary. To, uh, to to a lot of these things, copying off of the leagues, but it is getting better. But with modern technology, you do the pick five, man. You get your five biggest players in Major League Baseball that you want, and you get text updates when they come to the plate. Uh-huh. Vern talked about it. He liked it, but see, so you said it for Bobby Wood Jr., right? No, Tani, whoever. Mm-hmm. But every time that Bobby comes to play, you get a text message that says, watch Bobby play now. So feed for just a couple bucks a month or whatever, but you pick five. I pick five so you get updates on every single bat by those players. Bobby would belong in that. I hate to be this guy, but, you know, there's an app called Score Mobile. And you can go highlight a player's name and hit reminders, and every time they do something, it sends you a push notification. Oh, but, but can you watch the live at bat? Oh, that you can't do. So that you win. Yeah, I, I, I want to see the live at bat. Like even if they strike out or whatever, I want to see if if I get an update that says Bobby Witt at the plate now, two runners on, whatever. Boom, you click it and you watch Bobby's play. Not the highlight, but you watch the at bat. Bink, there is football on tonight. Obviously, the Bengals will play here. I think they're actually getting ready to start. Uh, right now, the featured game is Giants and Panthers. Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, that connection looked good. I think Daniel Jones is 8-9 on the first drive, hit yeah, Waller Danny three died. times for 30 yards, and he had a rush for six. Are the Giants the real deal? I just want to talk that real quick, and then we're going to get into this Chiefs preseason game. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I'm not a big Brian Dayball fan. I know that uh, he gets a lot of credit for resurrecting Josh Allen when he was there. But let's not forget – he was one of the worst offensive coordinators I've ever seen when he was in Kansas City. I mean, <laughs> to listen to this. I mean, what, 2012, they didn't have a lead through nine games. They were being compared to the Buffalo Bison mm. with Brian Dable as offensive coordinator. So I still got some, I don't know, I've seen some bad coaching from him. So I don't know if I can completely buy into it. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to think of the fact that, uh, you know, Richie James, Kadarius Tony, 
those Giants would have, those players would have helped the New York Giants, but both of them are in Kansas City. So, you know, that's a, I mean, that's a huge blow for the Giants. Listen, they're not a great team by any shakes. They are a playoff team. But you take Kadarius Tony off that team and Richie James and put him with the Chiefs, come on. Right. Uh, speaking of those guys, uh, the second preseason game, if it was me, I wouldn't have anybody worth of, you know, any sort of, you know, anybody that was worth, like, being a number one starter in this team play tomorrow just because of that field. And we know the history of the Arizona Cardinals field and whatnot, but again, that's not going to happen. They're not going to, they're not going to go out there in that, with that mentality, the starters are going to play probably the first quarter, maybe one drive of the second. We'll see. Um, first game kind of, eh, you know, against the saints, nothing really moving. What are you looking forward to in the second game with chiefs versus Cardinals in the, and I guess the preseason game that matters. I'm with you, Dusty. I mean, I, you, you know what, here's the deal. Once those guys warm up, I mean, I'm, I, you know the Chiefs will know what kind of cleats to wear. But you remember that game last year in the regular season, the first one, McDuffie and Butker both go down. And it cost uh, the start of the season for McDuffie. And Butker wasn't really the same in, until the end. But I'm worried about that field. I mean, Marlon Mack that goes to the Cardinals this year, he's gone for the year with an Achilles. The Broncos weren't wild about that playing condition. I think that matters, man. I think that matters a lot in that game. Obviously, the Eagles are still complaining about that field. The Chiefs did win a Super Bowl in that field, so they probably have a lot of confidence on that field. They probably know what cleats to wear. That's the one thing the Chiefs probably have the advantage of. They know what kind of to wear, but I'd be a little bit concerned if I was the Chiefs in that game. I guess I just want to see the crispness, uh, the crisp, uh, the crisp, uh, the defense being crisp a lot more, even though Chris Jones isn't here. I think it's tough to, to really kind of put a rating on how the defense looks without Chris Jones. It's incomplete um, until you have him and all that he can do on the defensive line causing havoc. But one thing I really want to see, Dusty, is that just like in the first preseason game, there's only one play that mattered. That's it. There was one play that mattered, and that was the fourth and one, which they didn't get. And they, you know, they put Blake Bell, he swings up there, he gets the football and runs for it, and they didn't get it. Because that's been the Achilles heel. The Chiefs were last in the NFL on third and short. Third and five, they're great. They're number one. Number one on third down conversions. Go ahead and give it to the Chiefs. But third and ones, fourth and ones, they can't get. And listen, it's like the unstoppable play that used to be in Tech Mobile. When Philly's running it to perfection, you can't stop that third and fourth and one. Mahomes is joking around saying, hey, he'll run, he'll run the quarterback sneak. He's never been stopped. Even when his knee was dislocated, he still picked it up and got it, and he wants to still do it. I think the Chiefs might eventually – end up doing that, but that's what I want to see, the third and short, the fourth and short. And I know we're not going to see Pacheco, who's an angry runner, which I always caution people, yes, he runs angry, but can he do it on third and one? Can he do it on fourth and one? Because that's what separates greatness right there, being able to pick up that first down, keep that offense, and keep Mahomes on the football field, the number one offense in the NFL. But I want to see the Chiefs convert on third and short. Who do you look forward to to see more as they develop, Richie James, Sky Moore, or uh, Justin Ross? I think Sky Moore, to be honest with you. Uh, listen, Justin Ross, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can mm-hmm. do. Uh, clearly, there's been injury history going back uh, with Clemson on several different injuries. But I think Sky Moore, I really like Sky Moore coming out of the draft. Matter of fact, I think I mocked him to the Chiefs in the first round. Uh, I liked him that much. I mean, he just caught everything. Biggest hands at the combine. You can see his ability. Put him with Mahomes. Put him in the NFL and see what he can do. And then last year, I think we're shaking up a little bit with the punt returns, something he's not used to doing, but he's asked to do it in the NFL. And it kind of set him back, I think, a little bit. But then he started to catch, you know, he was a reliable receiver. He was at every single practice with Mahomes in Texas. I mean, every single one of them. Sky Moore was down there. That timing's getting there. 
And then Rasheed Rice, of course, see what the rookie can bring the Chiefs because I don't think they have his body type. I mean, I know MVS is taller, but as far as the uh, Sammy Watkins type, they have been looking for that guy since Sammy Watkins, and I think Rasheed Rice is the closest to physicality that you would get from a Sammy Watkins. Uh, healthy, he would be like a healthy version of Sammy Watkins. But uh, but Sky Moore one, probably Rasheed Rice uh, two. I would say Kadarius Tony, but I don't know when we're going to see him. All right, three futures questions. Who's your future MVP in the league this year? I'm going to go. Uh, can I use Mahomes? You can. He's plus seven fifty as a favorite. Well, if we're not doing favorites and we're he, just doing I mean, long he, odds, I mean, it's plus seven fifty. Me okay, there you go. You're on my side then. Trevor Lawrence plus sixteen hundred. Okay, who because wins? the team you're not having a ton of expectations right. for. But he's going to have a good year. They won a playoff game last year, so give me Trevor Lawrence to Ridley. Who's uh, second one in the future? Who is the coach of the year this year? By the way, Andy Reid is plus 5,000 as the uh, odds-on long shot. Which is ridiculous. He's right. got one in his career. Matt Nagy has one in his career. It's amazing uh, that they're tied at that because the best doesn't always win, and he should. Mm-hmm. He should win it. I'm going to say – I'm going to say Zach Taylor with the Bengals. Okay. All right. Even though he's got high expectations and supposed to hit the double-digit wins, but I think he's going to finally put that team where he may get the Andy Reid treatment. I don't know, but he hasn't won it, so we'll see what happens. And then uh, gun to your head future, uh, is this the last year we see 95 in a Chiefs jersey? I'm going to say no because I do feel a deal gets done this week. Okay. You're saying this game. All right. All right. All right. Well, hey. You got football on. You got Bajan Robinson already getting a carry in the NFL. You got Danny Dimes versus your boy Bryce Young, who looks like he's in middle school still. Uh, Binkley, enjoy the Friday night. I know there's Oktoberfest everywhere. I know Martin City's got one. I know Yingling's got one. They're everywhere. So you're you're almost in your prime with weather, beer, and football. But, hey, man, uh, one step at a time. Binkley, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you every time we have a Friday night show. College football next Friday, Desmond, next weekend. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Jay Binkley, a good friend of mine. We come back on the other side. It's Friday. It's after hours. I'm Dusty Likens, which means, guess what? We've got a Richard of the Week. We'll do that next year on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Now we're back. That was my man. That Febreze jingle, man, it just got me. I thought that was like a tune, smile on my face, sun shining. That Isaac had a different sort of vibe when it came to music. Somebody says, I remember my first night hosting a radio show. LOL, just kidding. Very well played. That's very well played. I deserve all the hate on that. I, I deserve it. Man, I heard that jingle. Looked at the clock. Thought we were about the same time. But now nah, we were out. Um... 9-1-3, we need his leadership just as Mahomes on offense. I believe it. Well, I mean, we're going to see a defense. Uh, I mean, we remember last uh, Sunday at noon, the defense looked a little sluggish without their uh, main guy in the middle. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, great show as always. My favorite sports talk show is After Hours. Well, I appreciate that. I truly do appreciate that. But it is Friday. It is past 645. Isaac, let's get into the Richard of the Week. Say what? Shut up, my consorting with a known felon. Shut up, Richard. 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 Shut up, Richard.
Yes! Oh, Richard, I'm so happy. Oh. Our Richard of the Week this year, this week, uh, which is yet to be sponsored. It could be sponsored. Dick Sporting Goods, Dick Ray Plumbing. You hear his jingles all the time on this radio station now. You could step up. It is an electric segment that we will do every Friday on After Hours moving forward. That we did it last year. We brought it back. And this year's Richard of the Week is Khalees Karen Crowder. I know none of you know who the hell that is, and that's just fine. But this week's Richard of the Week is Khalees Karen Crowder, a California man who on a viral TikTok is out here sniffing women's butts at a Barnes and Noble and was arrested last week. That's not the worst part. Which you think to yourself, how does it get worse than that? Well, he's already back on the streets after being a creep out here, getting a little close, getting a little sniff action. The disturbing clip has made the rounds online last week. The man who law enforcement sources believe is 36-year-old Khalees Karen Crowder is seen going up to women from behind and allegedly smelling them. In the pictures you can see, he is down in the Salvador Perez catching stance right around the glutes area and then sniffs. That's a Richard move. According to online records, Crowder was arrested last week for what appears to be a separate misdemeanor incident in Glendale, and he was released a few days later. What's shocking is that the records show Crowder has a very long list of arrests over the years, but was let go relatively quickly after the August arrest of smelling women in a Barnes & Noble. The sources say the Burbank PD is currently working on handing over its findings regarding its investigation of the Barnes & Noble sniffing ordeal to the DA but no charges for that incident have been filed against Crowder as of now. Look, man. I always am out here trying to advocate to go out and do nice things for people. Be kind. It's cool to care. Stay safe. These are the kind of people that become Richards of the Week. Hell, if we did a segment where it was sold and it was called Richard of the Month, he might take the cake. You can't go into public places, get out in the catcher's stance, and start sniffing women. Especially if you're a creep with a record. It's disgusting, it's foul, and it's not cool, man. And this year's, or this week's Richard of the Week is that man. Mr. Crowder. I mean, in your life, if somebody did that, if somebody came behind you and sniffed, and it wasn't a prank. Like, you know it's a prank after it happens. Like, you know the guy that goes behind people in the Home Depot stores and does, like, a moan in their ear, or they'll put the bucket over the head or whatever it is and then pull one over. That's that's a prank. That's fun. That's There's no harm in that. There's no foul play in something like that. But when you're going behind women and sniffing, that's just a Richard move. That's unnecessary. We don't need people like that on the streets. We need to stay clean. We need to stay polite. And when you're doing this, I don't know, man. You just can't be doing that. Somebody says, you mean you don't do that, dirty werewolf? Absolutely not. Look, I can be nasty. I can be dirty. But it's in a fun way, which sounds really condescending. But I'm not going to go behind somebody. Just imagine, let's say it's your girlfriend. Let's say it's your wife. And this guy's at Barnes & Noble. You're trying to check out the next book that you want to read. And some guy gets behind your lady 
in a in a catcher stance and just that man's probably getting knocked out. I mean, you can't be doing stuff like that. That's how you become the Richard of the Week. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like, if we're really going to be honest, and you could think to yourself, what's a great way? Because you heard the bed, right? You heard the whole, you know, you heard the whole open. Imagine if we do the open, and then it ended with this. He's there for you, and he'll do it all with skill and precision. This month, Dick Ray will clean any drain for $79. Any drain, $79. We got a mad world out there, man. We got people going to Barnes. You thought Barnes Noble was a safe place. I remember being in eighth grade. We go to the movies. Go to AMC 20 in Independence, Missouri. Went to Blue Springs High School. Went to Hall McCarter Middle School. We'd go to AMC 20. We'd watch a movie. You know what we did afterwards? The polite kids. They went to Barnes & Noble where it smelled like coffee. You felt safe. Everybody was adults in Barnes & Noble. Some people went to Vizzoli's, got a little entree, and just ate breadsticks and hooked up the group. You can't go to Barnes & Noble anymore because you got creeps out here sniffing women's butts from behind and then putting it on TikTok when you've already got a record. You got to think to yourself, not the smartest book in the, in the shelf. Mr. Correct, you are this week's Richard of the Week. Coming up on the other side, I want to bring this up because I thought it was interesting. Um, we talked to Jay Binkley a little bit about it. We have a Chiefs game. We have yet to really talk Chiefs other than with Binkley for a snid bit of a moment. But when we come back, we'll talk about this week two preseason game, what to watch for, what we like, plus Ron Kopp of Arrowhead Pride wrote an article of what he's looking for. We get into all of that. It's Isaac. It's Dusty. This is After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.